welcome, welcome, welcome to the Praying Wife Podcast. I am your host, Corrine Cash, and welcome to season four of the Praying Wife Podcast. I'm so excited to be joining you guys once again. We took a little bit of a break and we're back with now a new season where we're going to have the video podcast. You guys can see my face. Um, please, I will even take this time to just say, please subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can get all of the notifications and all of the alerts for any kind of video that we put out there. Um, we might throw some teasers on there or just different stuff to continue to keep you edified um, and to just give you the content that'll truly uplift your spirit. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in for all of our listeners in Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcast land and wherever you're listening from. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited. We are now about midway through the year 2023. And, you know, we say it all the time, but time is truly going very fast. Um, the first half of the year is just not even just about done. It's done. And so now we have one more half of the year left. And, you know, for this year, if you guys have been paying attention or following us on any of our social media platforms, you'll know that our theme for this year is pray, plan, prepare, and repeat. And really, as we were going into season four um, of the podcast, and I was really prayerful about what it was God wanted me to focus on, he really wanted us to talk about and to deal with being on guard. More specifically, he said, beware of the snakes in your garden. Now, I am not much of a gardener myself. Um, my entire family can tell you, my daughter especially, that if you get me plants, roses, flowers, they're probably not going to last a very long time. Um, unless they're like the, the dead ones or the fake ones that look real, then, then it's awesome. Um, I'm just the worst at it. But when I think about gardening or snakes entering, I immediately go back to the book of Genesis. I personally love Genesis, especially lately. I think I've found myself just reading it over and over again. I'm sure my husband is kind of tired of me saying, oh, baby, look what I found. Or did you ever think about this? Or, you know, just different things that I've seen there because I've just been drawn to it lately. So I just found it very interesting and actually kind of exciting that when God wanted me to talk about the of snakes in the garden, that it would take me back to the Garden of Eden. And we all know the story um, of how Eve was deceived in the garden and, you know, it caused all of this chaos and mayhem that we have right now. But I really wanted us to just go through Genesis 3 and look at exactly what happened and how this even continues to apply to us today when we talk about being on guard. Because one thing that we know, and if you don't know, the devil is not creative. He's not doing anything new. The Bible also tells us, Paul talks about, you know, us being aware, like we are not ignorant of his schemes, of his plans, because he's been sinning from the beginning. He's been lying and scheming from the beginning. In Ecclesiastes, it says there's nothing new under the sun, nothing new, including what the enemy tries. And so what he has been trying and doing from the beginning, he is continuing to do today. And especially now we know that we are in the last days. And the Bible tells us that we are going to be deceived, that even the very elect among us will be deceived. So it's very important that we are not ignorant and that we keep our eyes open. And as the title is today, that we are on guard. 
So when we look at Genesis 3, um, and the first verse, it says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And one day he asked the woman, did God really say, I'll, I'll pause right here for a second, because that part always gets me. One day he asked the woman, I'm sorry, what? So serpents used to talk back in the day, right? I don't know if anybody caught that. Some of you may, but you know, it just even begins to open your mind to think that the animals that we see today, that we know today, they were not the same or they could have been different than the ones that were back in Eve's day. Clearly, she was not startled by the snake talking to her. That even there is a point because even he said, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? So Eve wasn't like, oh my gosh, she wasn't frightened. She wasn't afraid. She wasn't startled. It wasn't anything that was, you know, foreign to her. So that told me two things. One, of course, clearly serpents talk back in the day. But second of all, he presented himself in a way that was welcoming, that was not, you know, scary or frightening. And he's doing the same thing today. We have a, a saying that's, you know, beware of wolves in sheep's clothing, right? And that's still something that's true today. Be careful of the things that you're seeing that, that's presenting themselves to you as if they look perfect, that they look, oh, yes, this can be right. Oh, he looks charming or he does this or that job offer may be appealing, but it could really be a trap from the enemy himself. So we must always be guarded in the word of God to make sure that we vet whatever is presented to us against what the word says to make sure that we are not deceived. So he says, you know, he asks her, did God really say you must not eat of this fruit? Now, it's important that we understand that we are aware that the enemy is aware of what God says. He is aware of what we should know. He said, did God really say? He makes you question what you know. He makes you think, you know, am I, am I really good enough? Am I really beautiful? Does my husband really love me? These, these questions, he makes you question things that you should know. He knows you know, but he's going to question, number one, do you in fact know it and do you believe it? And so we must always be aware that the enemy will ask you and try to twist what you know to be something that is truly not. And so he says, did he really say? Now, I'm happy that Eve did the right thing the first time. She said in verse two, of course, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. Like, yes, that's exactly what he says. Two points for you, Eve. Good job. She knew what the word was. She knew what was stated. It was the same when the enemy tried to tempt Jesus in the wilderness. He said, hey, why don't you look at these stones and, and, and make them to be bread? And Jesus responded to them with what? The word of God. We must know what the word says so that we can combat and fight the enemy for whatever it is he's trying to throw our way. When Jesus um, responded to him, he fought with the word of God. So the woman even here, she said, yeah, of course, we may eat from the fruit from the trees in the garden. She said, but it's only that one tree, that beautiful tree that's sitting in the middle that we can't. So she knew her boundaries. She said, yes, this is what I know. Knowing your boundaries is great. Knowing the word, that's where it starts. You have to know it. This is where she went wrong. 
she was not fully convinced of what the word said. Because as soon as she explained to the serpent that this is what the word says, these are my boundaries, he said, that ain't right. (laughs) It's like, that's not true. You won't die. Because she was like, listen, God says, don't touch it or I'm going to die. And he said, you will not die. It's like, come on, you know, like God just said that because he knew that if you did, in fact, eat this tree, you're going to be knowledgeable. Like you're going to have wisdom. You're going to, you know, know the, 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 the difference between good and evil. So he makes you question what you know. And I believe that a lot of us, we find ourselves from time to time in a state where we question what we know. Like we know we are children of God. But we question, do we have uh, the right to, to, for, for health? And do we have the right to speak over our lives? Do we have the right, you know, for all of these things that God has promised us, that we are the lender and not the borrower, that we are the head and not the tail. He will try to convince us that what we know is not truly what we know. He knows <laughs> the truth and he is banking on the fact that we either don't truly believe what it says or that we just want something else. And so then we find ourselves, as Eve found herself, tempted by the enemy. And we have to remember that the Bible says God does not tempt anyone. He he does not tempt. He will test us. That's something we can talk about in another video. But he will not tempt us. But what does the Bible say? We are tempted when we are drawn away by our own desires. It's things that we want. You know, it's what we want. And the enemy will use that to come and to put you out of alignment with what God's purpose is for your life. How do we know this is true? It tells us that the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and that its fruit looked delicious. And what else? She wanted the wisdom it would give her. She was drawn away by her own desires. And so therefore she was tempted at this point and we know exactly what happened in the rest of the story. And so we have to trust, trust in what God says about who we are. Here's another thing, especially speaking to my married ladies out there who may be listening. We have to trust in the words that our husband tells us as well. If you have ever noticed, if you did a study and you actually went through to see, because the question I had every time when I think about this story is, where the heck was Adam? Like, where was he during this tempting? Like, what? I I, I don't understand. Now, here's the interesting part, because clearly they were separated. We know because the serpent spoke with her directly and she had to go to Adam to give him the fruit. And I wanted to, in my head to say, why didn't Eve believe God? But when I really looked at it, If we go, I think it was verse 15, chapter two and verse 15, the Lord God placed the man in the garden. Okay. In other uh, versions, it says Adam in the garden to watch over it. And he warns him, eat the fruit, except that one. Eve was not created until two or three verses down. And so she was not even present when God gave Adam the directions. So Adam had to inform her of this is what is what this is because at that time he was naming the Adam. He named, you know, spoke with Eve. So he gave her explicit instructions. Now, when it came time for the question of, well, was that really what was said? 
you know, Eve was like, well, I mean, he said this, but we couldn't have that. Trust sometimes, and I'm even talking to myself. We have to trust sometimes, in the, not sometimes, all the times, really, in what our husband tells us to be fact. I know sometimes we may think that we know best, and to be honest, sometimes we're probably right, but there is that time and that moment, especially as we are under the covering of our husbands, that we must listen and admonish to what he says. Take what he says seriously. Trust in his words. Wanted to just throw that in there. We could do a whole marriage session later. But yes, but go, let's go back to knowing and trusting, more importantly, in what the word of God says about who you are. Don't let the enemy feed your mind that you're not good enough, that you can't do something, that you're not able, that you don't have power, that you don't have strength. He is so afraid of you that his trick, even from the beginning, continues now to make you doubt what God says about you. Beware of the people that are around you. Beware of the people that are around you that are attempting to knock you off of where God has for you. Remember we said earlier too, those wolves in sheep clothing. She wasn't startled by the serpent. Always remember that. The enemy is not going to come at you in, in, you know, horns blazing, right? And Triton or the fork, you know, the the depiction that we have with him right now. He's going to come to you dressed real dapper, right? In that gentleman. He's going to come at you with, with things that you want, things that you desire, because he knows, as the word says, we are tempted and drawn away by the things that we want, our own evil desires. So check your heart, check your mind, check your vision, your eyes. What are you looking at? What are you entertaining? We have to be aware. We have to be on guard of what's going on, especially, especially in these last days. You know, the the big rage, whatever they call it right now, you know, is about AI and technology. We could do a whole video on that. I won't go into that because there's some interesting theories um, about, you know, the end times being connected to AI, but we're not going to go through that. But what's most important, regardless of what anyone says, it is your responsibility to make sure that you are guarding your heart, that you are on guard against anything that the enemy throws your way. I don't even care if it is a preacher, a teacher, an apostle, anyone The words must line up with what the word of God says, what it says about you, what it says about your purpose, what it says about the enemy, what it says about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Test the spirits, know who they are. Beware of the snakes in your garden. And one final thing, even as we wrap up that story, when you see, you know, God came to them after they both ate the fruit. And they realized they were naked, they were ashamed, they hid, you know, and God said, Adam, where are you? And I remember I was thinking, why was God, like, God is all-knowing, all-powerful. Why is he asking? And I said, he, he knew that there was a separation at that point. I said, where are you? And then Adam, at least he said, well, I heard you kind of walking and we were afraid because we were naked, so we hid. And God said, who told you? Who was it? that speaking lies to you because God knows that he gave them explicit instructions. Who told you? This is the part, another part that that we have to be careful of. And I think we fall into it a lot of times as humans, especially as a married couple. Adam went to blaming Eve. (laughs) Adam said, listen, 
this lady here that you put here, you took my ribs out her, she gave me the fruit and I ate it. And then what did Eve say? Eve was like, wait a minute, hot potato, let me pass this on. Actually, the serpent deceived me, so it's like kind of his fault. And we play the blame game. We have to take responsibility for our own actions. We have to take responsibility. If you're even listening to this and you know you have been you know, drawn away, taken away, whatever it is, take responsibility. The wonderful thing about our God is the grace and the mercy that he gives us, that it extends to each and every one of us. And so if you need to take a moment, take a week, take a moment, whatever it is, and get your heart back in alignment with God and just say, God, I am sorry for anything that I have done that may have offended you, that may have separated me to where you're asking, where are you? Who told you these things? And ask God to open up your eyes for you to see who may be around you that's not for you. Who or what is the snakes that are present in your garden? He wants to show us these things because he wants us to grow. He wants us to get to a place of maturity where we can continue to spread the gospel and the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, so that we can establish it here. And so it is my prayer that we are all aware, all on guard. Know that the enemy has been lying. He is the father of lies. He's been doing this from the beginning. His tricks are not new. Paul says again, we are not ignorant. He is not creative. So continue to be on guard. And I just want to say a special prayer um, of, of covering over you and of covering over uh, myself. God, we just thank you for this time that we've had in your presence. We just ask that your Holy Spirit, oh God, will just come into us, God, and show us those areas where we may be blinded, oh God, where we need to surrender to you, God. We just ask for your protection, God. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for a cleansing. We receive your Holy Spirit, oh God. We thank you in advance for opening up our eyes, oh God, for allowing us and helping us to be on guard for the ways and the ways wickedness of the enemy, O God, that we would not be ignorant of his devices. And we give you praise and we give you thanks, God. We thank you for our lives and we give you all the glory, all the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Praying Wife podcast. Again, I am your host, Corrine Cash. Please join us on another episode. And always, always remember that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. We'll see you next time.